Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Today, we're talking about women Women who have made it in America, who haven't come from America, and they've done well. This is a great, timely topic. My guest is Fiona Sitkin, PhD, who came to America from her native Ukraine as a Fulbright scholar, studying languages and cultures at Kent University in Ohio. Dr. Sitkin consults and speaks on interculturalism, diversity, and inclusion at major corporations and colleges around the world. Her first book published in America was Transformational Diversity, Why and How Intercultural Competencies Can Help Organizations to Survive and Thrive, and was published by SHRM, and it's been used in a lot of human resources departments. She has a brand new book that we're going to talk about today, How They Made It in America, and the individual experiences of 18 immigrant women from around the world and from all walks of life who today serve as role models of success. Welcome, Fiona. Thank you so much, Patricia. Thank you so much. So what was the inspiration and motivation for you writing this book? Um, The inspiration and motivation were actually threefold. First, I am inspired by the strong women in my family and beyond, and I've always been fascinated by the fair sex not the weaker sense, you know. So I wanted to give women a blueprint to repeat the success of the best role models I Mm. I met myself. And um, Mm. the second inspiration was to analyze and describe my own kind. As an immigrant myself, I belong with the book subjects, and this is a big deal. We are social twins wearing different cultural makeups, you know, but possessing one common denominator. We need to integrate the all-American culture and prove our worth. Mm-hmm. And, of course, yes, um, uh, another inspiration was to to fill the gap in in the field of social studies Mm -hmm. because American women immigrants are special subsets and they have never before been viewed as a group. I wanted to do this too. Great. So I want to ask you, you had 18 women immigrants that you profiled. They represented a wide variety of ethnic origins, different professions and backgrounds and beliefs. What do they all have in common? Why did you pick those 18? Um, it was a difficult choice, um, a, a very difficult choice out of 100 to choose 18. Wow. Oh, well, mm. but um, they have a lot in common, like strong similarities. They are the first immigration, the first generation immigrants. They have the courage to reinvent themselves. The bigger, the better. That was also my criteria. They have very open mindsets and mentalities in a flux. You know, um, translating their mentality from their own India, Ukraine, whatever, into American one. And, of course, 
they made special great contributions to our country's well-being and culture. Now, in the book, Made It in America, How They Made It, you draw on the achievements of women immigrants to identify seven success values. And at the top of your list is character building. Why is that at the top of your list, Fiona? Um, It is my choice. Character building is the essence of self-building in your own country or in a foreign country. And it needs continuous work. It's like... Mm -hmm. You cannot build your muscle just watching Arnold Schwarzenegger train. You need Mm. to train your brain and character by putting yourself in difficult situations and overcoming the difficulties. And I can give a good example of it if you want. Sure. Go ahead. The the best example in my mind is Isabella Leander, a famous Chilean-American writer uh, she built her character when being a feminist journalist and playwright in Chile with its macho culture. She then was a teacher in Venezuela, which was very difficult, then a writer in Venezuela and America. And um, then she married a U.S. American and overcame difficulties of bicultural marriage. Mm. Then she overcame the death of her daughter. Then she overcame her daughter-in-law, revealing that she was lesbian, which ruined her son's marriage. And uh, very importantly, she, uh, Isabel, overcame her instinct to be a bossy mother and a bossy wife. Mm. You know, it needed a lot of character building, but um, Isabel was open to change and made it. I think she's a great role model. Yeah, let me ask you this then. So do you think, based on what you said, that first-generation American immigrants in general are more resourceful than a native-born American? Do they have an edge on being resilient, perseverance? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Um, And this age edge is creativity because resource in psychology has proven that... um, Some people are more creative than the others, and uh, among this group of three types, one is immigrants. Immigrants have an edge on creativity because they can see same things from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Different cultures give them additional perspectives, multiple perspectives. They kind of live in two worlds. And um, Nigel Barber, in his article, Secret of Creativity, noted that being an immigrant is one of the three causes of otherness, you know. The Mm -hmm. other two are being androgynous or gay or being seriously challenged as sick as a child. But immigrants definitely have an edge on creativity. Interesting. Let me ask you, for any immigrant who aspires to be successful in our country, in America, how can the Native culture be a liability and an asset for them? Can you give us an example from your book and from your profiles? Um, Yes, of course. Um, Definitely one and the same culture may be a liability 
and an asset. Well, I mentioned Isabella Leander. Uh, her culture gave her strength to overcome everything in America. She brought her family, and she always told me, you know, we from Latin America, we love our own tribes. When I have my people, my family around me, that doubles my strength. Well, Mm -hmm. she was also, uh, by education and by her, you know, upbringing, was very hardworking. Her family are all hardworking. When she was in Venezuela, she felt like she was out of this world because (laughs) Venezuela at that time had a very happy outlook. They were like happy people, not Mm working too much, and she felt different. However, when she came to the United States, this feature brought her in line with the American culture. So it was an Mm -hmm. Do you you also think, too, Fiona, that when you, another question I have is that when you have have been born in another country like this, do you think that you're closer to your own people when you come over? You have more of a a unit because you're all together. You've come together. Um, Yes. You you, you feel close to your family, definitely. But um, uh, I um, started this, this, thing for a conference in, in Italy, and there was a whole conference studying this, and the people and myself came to, to the idea that mentalities are in a flux. First, there is nostalgia, then it weakens, and then gradually you integrate and you become more American than whatever you used to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and some uh, ladies even told that to me. Um, for example, um, there is a famous person in diversity and inclusion. She is um, a VP of diversity and inclusion of Sedexo, a company with, um, well, probably 500, close to 500 employees around the world. Her name is Rahimi Anand. She came as a PhD student and rose to become SVP of Sodexo. And she told me that they went back to India and then in three years came back. Why? Because both she and her husband felt more American Mm. than Indian and wanted their daughters to grow up with the American values. You see, people are transitioning. In their yeah, mentalities, yeah. in their belonging, so to speak. Well, and I think I and think we is, have a couple minutes before break, yeah. but I think this next point really speaks to what you just said. That you know the American population is more ethnically diverse than ever before. Yet, you know, the notion right. of the melting pot is is still with us. So would you clarify the difference between assimilation, integration, and adapting to the mainstream culture and our American mindset? Adapting is the least. It's the first step of integration. I am all for integration, and all the ladies who made it big in America are for integration. Moreover, they were a success because they integrated. However, everybody does not like the melting pot 
They want to stay who they are at mm-hmm. heart. They are right. all for the salad bowl, you know, remaining yeah. essentially who they are, but giving their best, their 100% to America. I got it. All right, we're going to take a quick break on that note. And when we come back, we're going to talk more to Fiona Sitkin, who is the author of How They Made It in America. And this is a profile of 18 women, success stories of immigrant women, from Isabella Allende to Ivana Trump to fashion designer Jose Notori, plus many, many more. And we're going to talk more about you know, how they did make it, what were some of their challenges, what really sets them apart, and what are some of the success takeaways that are in her book that you can apply in your own life. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be back with Fiona Sitkin right after the break. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you understand your feline friends as well as you'd like? Why do they behave the way they do? If behavior issues get out of hand, how do you fix things? Get the answers and more when you listen to Cat Talk Radio with host Molly DeVos. We'll give you the straight facts, offer some tried and tested ideas, and alert you as to what's being done in this country and worldwide to save cats and shelter challenges. Cat Talk Radio on Voice America Variety. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back, and we are talking to Fiona Sitkin, an award-winning author, blogger, and internationally renowned intercultural consultant who learned about American brands of success the hard way. Today, this former Fulbright scholar from the Ukraine is deeply rooted in America. 
And her brand new book is How They Made It in America, Success Stories and Strategies from Immigrant Women, including Ivana Trump. So we'll talk about her as well. Welcome back, Fiona. All right. So Thank let's you so talk, much. You're welcome. You. Let's talk about the qualities that you see. So the, you emphasize the importance of emotional intelligence to an immigrant's success. Why do you place an equal priority yes. on communication skills and perseverance and creativity? Uh, because they are all necessary, and all these qualities are present in all my book subjects to a different degree, though. For example, if you talk of perseverance, of course, the immigrant women uh, in the new country need to persevere. And the example for me, among all of them, has all been Sophie Vanderbroek, originally from Belgium, VP of Emerging Technology of IBM, and also uh, she was a VP in Xerox, um, holding 14 patents and inducted in Women in Science and Technology International Hall of Fame is a big deal. But you know how persevering she was at the beginning? Mm. She came with her husband, uh, as Fulbright scholars, both of them, and $500 for two of them. And uh, they got their PhDs. America was good for them. They got good jobs. But mm. very soon, she was only 34, her husband died. And Sophie Vanderbroek left a widow with three young kids. Mm. Did she go back to Leuven, Belgium? No. Did she accept an easier job offer that Xerox offered? No. She loved what she was doing. She persevered and came up with a set of tactics for a special work-life balance and won on all accounts. I just love her example of perseverance and call her a rainmaker for a reason. I also persevered. I have to, mm-hmm. but, um, you, you know, uh, Sophie Vanderbroek is the star of perseverance, so to speak. Mm. Talk about, um, it's amazing, talk about Ivana Trump and what made her successful in her own right. Um, Ivana Trump uh, is very widely uh, underestimated. That's my idea. She is a very, very good woman, an intelligent outlier, and um, a beautiful woman, a beautiful woman. She came to America on a white horse, so to speak, traditionally, you know, making, um, becoming an American, making a rich person, but she was so talented that her husband could not overlook it and put her to work, put her to exploit her talent mm-hmm. um, on different uh, positions that she held in the Trump organization. One was to be the head of the Trump casino here in New Jersey, where I am. And she took this casino from the bottom to the top. However, mm-hmm. she was so underestimated, and as women, especially at her time, always were, that... Um, Trump, to put her on this position, told to his board, I am only paying her $1 a year and Mm -hmm. um, all the dresses she could buy. You see, this is so demeaning, I think, Mm -hmm. paying her in dresses. 
a very, very talented woman. She filed for the divorce and started her own company and a very successful company designing, uh, you know, interesting jewelry, interesting footwear, interesting even wines. Mm. She penned two books. Well. No, three books. Three books. Yeah. She penned three yeah. books. And uh, all very successful, all on the top of the New York Times yeah. best-selling list. You know, speaking of, of lady, you know, that's it. Yeah, I want to ask you about men and women in this. So do you think that there are specific challenges for achieving, achievement-driven immigrant women that they face compared to immigrant men? And do you think they have advantages over men as well? Um. Some challenges of men and women who are immigrants are the same. Of course, these are the challenges of new culture and the new language. However, there are also other challenges, uh, additional challenges for females. And they are the same challenges that native-born women have. The ugly truth of inequality of sexes, you know, the glass ceiling... Uh, life-work balance and pay gap for the same work, sexual harassment, as we all mm-hmm. know. Yeah. You see, we are all sisters, you know. And, um, and, and, and Fiona, you were born and raised mm-hmm. in the Ukraine. As an immigrant, did you experience many of these same intercultural struggles as the women that you profile in the book? You know, or did, did you learn Absolutely. something new? I mean, a lot of what you're talking about, did you experience? Um, yes. Um, I, I, I learned something new. I learned many lessons from my book subjects. Some were expected lessons and some were unexpected lessons. You know, such unexpected lesson came uh, to me from Hilda Ochoa Brillenburg, originally from Venezuela. She answered my American success scale, which is one to ten score self-estimate of personal achievement, where do you stand on the American success today? And Hilda, who is a top achiever in the finance industry with $40 billion in funds that her company controlled, she estimated her success at point nine, at score nine. And she yeah. wrote a comment. Ultimate success at score 10 is achievable but not sustainable. And it impressed me somehow and it stuck in me. And I remembered this when one of my women who said that she reached score 10, and I approved it, she was absolutely brilliant, a lady Mm -hmm. from Shanghai, China. This Mm -hmm. lady got fired from the board, by the board, from her president's position in her own company, the second Mm -hmm. biggest in the world. That's amazing. They just left, let her go. And that was a big lesson for me, an unexpected lesson. But, you know, you learn not only from positive lessons, from negative too. I thought that we need even more modesty and humility, however high we fly. That was my unexpected lesson. Interesting. So what would be some of the few that 
the success takeaways, and that was a lesson you just learned, what would be some of the takeaways in your book? And what would you like, you know, aspiring Americans, dreamers and achievers, whether they're from here or they're immigrants, to learn and gain from your book? Give us some tips. Um, I'd like readers to learn that there are multiple roads to success in the U.S. And remember, there are multiple roads. And if the vulnerable immigrant women could succeed against all the odds, you can too. Everybody mm-hmm. can. Just pick up the brains of the role model of your choice and digest her success values. So all achievers to be not only women can use this book, I believe, could, mm-hmm. uh, could use the book's advice on how they too can make it in America, but with their own direction, stride, and pace. I would like people to remember that this book opens a big door. But they so need it, to it, find so their it counteracts the negative stereotypes, Fiona, that we often are hearing now about immigrants. With, um, you know, with building the wall, hearing about building the wall. So this is counteracting that. Yes? I don't know how to counteract the wall. You know, my experience living most of my life behind the highest wall in the world called the Iron Cotton taught Mm -hmm. me that there are no walls that people cannot jump. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody who wants in and out, they could do it. So the physical walls are not really effective. I believe that Modern technology can do some virtual walls, which will be cheaper and more effective. And, of course, um, you know, this is about physical walls. But the inner walls in our hearts and souls is developing tolerance. I believe we need to develop more tolerance, mm-hmm. a neglected value, you know, because there is a big difference, visible difference of tolerance in our country and beyond, and our democracy is starting to limp. Uh, Media is not doing their job good Mm -hmm. with respect to tolerance. That's my you know, well, and that's, and that's what your book is doing. Your book is giving us hope and inspiration, which is wonderful. How can people find your book, Fiona? Um, they can go to the Barnes & Noble store. They can go to Amazon, Amazon.com, and they, of course, can go to my own website, www.fionasitkin.com, fionasitkinoneworld.com, and um, then they can get the book with my signature, with my autograph. You are very welcome. Thank you for asking the question. Thank you. And thank you so much for being on the program, Fiona, and for inspiring us with so many successful stories of immigrant women, which will inspire immigrant women and women who were natives of this country as well. Thank you. Thanks for being on the program. All right. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this uh, half hour of the program. Stay tuned. We have another interview for you right after the break, right here on the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show on voiceamerica.com. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. 
Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.